Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here talking with uh, Yvonne Mather and uh, Sarah Hamady from ShopBest. How's it going, girls? Hi, hi, Ronan. It's going super. Thank you very much. Great, thanks. Okay, so, you know, tell us about the background of how the ShopBest idea started. Okay, over to you, Sarah. Yeah, so um, the idea of ShopBest came about really a few, a little while back. I was living and working in New York, actually working in the Garment District. I moved to a new area and was looking, strangely enough, for a last-minute bikini. And I went and did the old thing that you do, go on the smartphone, do a Google search for, you know, bikini swimwear nearby, and nothing was coming up. It was all just online. So here's me thinking I must be doing something wrong because I'm used to, you know, going to apps for a restaurant or a music event, you know, everything around where we are. So um, I just couldn't find it and ended up in Macy's for about three hours. So when I got back off the holiday, I started looking into this a bit more and actually speaking to retailers and asking them how they get discovered online, you know, digitally, if the customer doesn't know the name of their store or what brands that they sell. And um, it turned out there's no real easy way for customers to connect with the shops in, you know, real time and find out brands and products around them. And um, that's when Yvonne got involved with her retail experience and we started to uh, look into the product. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a little background on myself. Um, Yeah, Sarah asked me because I used to work with a company that looked after all the concessions for the Arcadia Group. Well, the Arcadia Group's the the UK's largest fashion retailer. Mm -hmm. And I was with them for five years and I actually, um, I was uh, national manager. Um, So I know a lot about retail. I've worked in retail in all different aspects. So Sarah wanted to identify, well, was this an inconvenience not being able to find product in your location or was it more or was it a real problem um and that's how i got involved and started speaking to some of the stores and we established it really was a problem as sarah said before to the stores not only for the stores to be found but for customers to find what was going on in their location it has been proven by research that when a a shopper who's what they call mobile enabled, i.e. they search on their mobile, as 80-odd percent do, Um, if they can then go into a shop nearby, it's great for them, and it's also great for the store owner because they spend at least three times more. Right, and I guess with your app, you're looking for certain brand names. Yes. So it's like boutiques, more or less, you're looking at as well. Well, we... We re- up until now, we have over 980 brands on the platform. So, because um, we're live in London right now, if a shop is looking for a certain brand, they can type in the search and they can find all the stores and boutiques around them that actually sell that brand. And we do this with product categories as well. So if you're looking for jeans or a jeans of a certain brand or um, you're looking for something at a certain price, you can find it near where you are. So, like, for example, if you're looking for jeans, would it be Levi's or would it be more basically boutique brands? We actually have Levi's on, but we also have the boutique brands as well. So what we have looked at, you know, the way we see it is if you go on to Yelp or Open Table, you're not just looking for the Michelin-starred restaurants. People usually, you know, 
not everyone, but people are usually looking for a mixture of everything. Yeah. And that's what we want to provide our shoppers. We do know that if you're looking for just Chanel, it's not difficult to find it. There's not that many suppliers. But we do find with everything else, it's good to know if that shop near, you know, around the corner does sell it or find out about that shop around the corner because you've gone on the app and you found they've got the products that you are looking for. Yeah. And also, when it comes to the clothes you sell, would it be like kids' clothes as well or just adults? At the moment, we're specialising in adults, menswear and women's wear. In the future, we will roll out to kids' clothes. But, um, you know, there's a lot more brands. It's a huge market now, isn't it? There's yeah. a lot more niches in it. So we will expand into kids in the future. That's good to know. At the moment, you're just in London and you're open to, you're going to be expanding soon to Dubai and New York as well. Yes, we are to Dubai and New York. There are two main cities we're going to expand to, and then hopefully we'll be over in Dublin quite shortly. So I guess right now you want people to actually come to you and ask, can they be in your app? Yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic. And that's what a lot of the retailers and a lot of the brands actually have come to us and asked for that. So um, we participated in the Pure Show, a big trade show in London a few weeks ago. And that has thousands of independent and international brands. And a lot of the companies were coming to us from the brand, um, the brand representatives and saying, how do we get on your platform? Because a lot of them, they might not actually have a physical retail store, but they're present in you know tens or hundreds of retail stores but they don't have a way to tell their customers with their business model on their you know online yeah. they just have to link to lot online and a lot of the customers want to go into the shops and try on the product first well i've used your app and i find in your app the great thing is that when you go down to the bottom of, of your search and you enter a certain store or category you can use uber to get to that store which is brilliant very easy to use Thank you. Yeah, we think so. <laughs> well, it's all about this frictionless, isn't it? That's what they call it, frictionless, one click. Yeah. Um, so obviously the user experience is very important uh, to make sure it's a good a good experience for the, uh, for the users. And also this is what we're looking to build up more and more for the stores as well, build good relationships there. And um, what's quite becoming quite popular now with us is pop-ups. Yeah. So even stores and designer, you know, brands or even stores, if they want to have a pop-up shop in an unusual location or a different location, this, of course, can be advertised, at, you know, promoted for them on the app as well. And at the moment, uh, when a shop wants to be in your app, do they pay you a monthly or yearly fee? That all works? No, actually, because we are quite new, we don't actually charge the stores. Yet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're building out a uh, our software, and then when we've finished our next level of software, then we'll start charging the stores because we'll be able to offer them a lot more analytics, and that's what the stores are really desperate for. So uh, right now, we're not charging the stores, but um, we do make revenue. That's good. That's good because I mean, uh, if someone wants to invest in you guys, they're probably going to ask you. Well, if, if the stores are, are actually not going to be uh, charged at the moment, how do you make your money? Yeah. Well, we have three revenue streams, so obviously we have looked into that, and it's, um, it's a very good model, and it's a very good return on investment for, investment for potential investors. So, um, But stores will be paying. We will be in revenue within the next three months. We just want to make sure we've got more data analytics and things behind us so that we can really show the value to the stores if they're going to be paying on a monthly. And some of them are enterprise stores, the larger retailers. They will be on an enterprise model, maybe on a yearly subscription. Yeah. 
because I guess if you can show to a store after free trial what uh, how much traffic they've gained from using the app, they're probably going to pay because they think it's worth it's worth the money. Of course, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah, I think at this stage because we are quite new and we do have you know users and we've got a lot of organic growth, it's important for us to get the product the way we want it to be before we start charging for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Very basically. Because because your app is so unique, nobody else out there. I guess someone wants to go and compete against you. It would take them time to go and develop an app that you've done, which is which yeah. is, might have, might maybe helps you in that sense. You're you're ahead of the game in one way. Well, as well, yeah. I mean, somebody could probably go now and do an identical of what we've got now, but they won't be able to replicate what we're building out in the next few stages, which is quite exciting. Yeah. So I think that's where we see our, you know, our IP going forward, especially. Well, see, I look as well as that. You got someone like Yvonne on board and yourself who both worked in fashion before, and somebody comes in and tries to replicate what you're doing. You mightn't have the fashion skills you girls have to actually bring to the next stage. Well, what we've actually found is um, when we've looked around, there's no real direct competition. But it does seem to be the people who are getting into. Um, discovery, especially in the fashion realm, to have zero domain experience. A lot of them are ex-bankers or management consultants. I've seen there is a gap in the market, but they're treating it very differently because they don't have any experience with retail. Yeah, it's like at the moment, if you look at all these online apps for getting your uh, takeaway food, so many in the market, how many of the people doing them actually got experience in the area? Mostly just guys with money to invest. Yeah. With no experience, whereas you girls have got the experience and you know basically what you want to do, how it should work, and you know that in, in about a year's time, what new additions you're going to have that to, to make you basically more more unique. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We've got ideas for the next few years, don't we? <laughs> There's plenty, but what we've found and what people will agree with in um, technology is not to put too many features onto the app or the mobile platform in the beginning sort of like specialize on what you're doing, i.e. certain features, really hone in on that, and then start adding as you go on. Similar to, say, Snapchat, for example. Yeah. You know, you can't pile everything in at once. It confuses the user. Um, so that's what we're doing, i.e., you know, with the menswear and the womenswear, the discovery sector, the next stage with the analytics, and then moving on for there, from there. Well, see, I, I guess anybody who does an app with a lot of features on there, they're going to have more bugs or issues to deal with. So as you build up slowly, like Lego, you add on bit by bit. So when you build the first first floor of it, you know it works. And after what I think, okay, second floor will build more on. And as you're doing this, you can fix the bugs that come along rather than have 20 bugs fixed at once. It's easy to manage. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the temptation is quite big <laughs> to put all the features in at one stage <laughs> and uh, you know to prove that we can do certain things so I would say that's would be one of our biggest struggles to try and keep it streamlined keep the design quite clean and the value proposition quite simple and then to add more going along as you said yeah. build the foundations and keep on going upwards well I think also as well as you're doing it as well I presume you'll get you, uh, users and the shops to give you ideas what they would like to see next as well, which, yeah. which is nice. 
Yeah, we've uh, already, I think, the message that we get from the shops is they do want um, a lot more communication with the shoppers. So we're building that into our next platform. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And from the shoppers' perspective, they want a lot more real-time deals. So that's what we're working into for the shoppers as well. Yeah, because when I, when I saw what you're doing, I presume that in the long term, because uh, a lot of these shops are basically uh, offline, you might have a thing where it's, if you go if you go to the shop the next day to you might save ten percent of the retail price. Yeah. Because shops might have a lot of stock that they can't sell. Yeah. Well, um, quite fascinatingly, um, a lot what we've discovered is a lot of the shops have a very weak digi- digital connection with the customers. So a lot of the investment has been online, and online you get the instant promotions, you can check sizes, you can do all sorts of things. But when it comes into a physical store environment, even the retailers who are fantastic online, they sort of they don't really offer any of the tools. So only about seven percent of actual bricks and mortar stores right now offer instant promotions and discounts and we're changing all of that because that's what the shoppers do want and if they don't get it in the store there and then they will go online yeah because I, I find it odd that basically they're not realizing that they've got a shop full of stock and they're trying to sell it and then they realize oh you can buy the same product on amazon for, for, for less why don't they try and compete with them well that's it the problem is they've just concentrated on competing online which they can't do especially if they've got bricks and mortar stores. And, um, you know, uh, 80% of the inventory is held in bricks and mortar physical stores. So you're right, it makes complete sense. That's where the stock is. That's where the costs are. But instead, they offer these online deals um, which don't really benefit their actual physical stores. So uh, when you guys plan to launch into Dubai in New York is it later this year? We're planning to launch into New York. Well, we're actually, we have a separate, um, we're testing New York right now. And we're planning to launch in New York before Thanksgiving. So we can get part of that crazy, uh, you know, Black Friday sales magic in our favor. And then the roll up to the Christmas holidays there, or the holiday season, I should say. And then we're going to be looking at launching again in Dubai early 2018. Because we did our MVP there and uh, we've got a lot of contacts. We've got a huge amount of traction in Dubai. The product's perfect for the Dubai market. You know, London, Dubai, New York are the world shopping centers right now. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about launching back into Dubai. Yeah, and rolling out to all places after that. But um... Because I know Dubai has got lots of money. So when you when you're shopping there, no one's really worried about the go out and spending spree. They can afford it. <laughs> well, that's for true. Actually, you would think that, but that's not really the case. Um, it's, especially with the oil prices being down now, it's quite a price sensitive market, and a lot of the people who go over shopping are tourists, and they do want the good deal. I'm not saying they necessarily want the good deal on the Louis Vuitton handbag, yeah. <laughs> but on everything else, you know, there's, and as you said, there's a lot of competition, there's a lot of shopping malls, and uh, yeah, they they love they love a discount in the UAE. Yeah, a lot of money gets spent, but as Sarah's just said, it, they are becoming more and more discerning, and obviously they're using the online tools to do that, so we're just slotting in on the offline and bringing the two together, so it's working quite well for us. Well, for me, the, the thing is, if you buy online, how you know it's, it's going to fit you as well? 
well, this is it. I mean, they're coming up with all different things, avatars and all novel ways. But as I say to people in conversation, um, Netflix did not kill off the cinema. People, in fact, it had the reverse effect. The uh, Sorry, the opposite effect. Now, online is not going to kill off offline. What's happening is, as Sarah said, inventory is still held in the offline stores. What's needed is the you know, companies, shoppers, to bring the two together, help the stores because of our diverse background and the, you know, we've got like bottom-up complete knowledge of the retail and fashion market in all different aspects, is to work closely with the retailers, help them to enhance their shopping, ex- um, their shoppers' experience in store. And that way it should be um, a win-win situation for everyone. And to keep these fabulous stores that we have, independent stores, around the world, including Dublin. We went to see many when we were over there. Um, and to keep those stores buoyant and to keep those stores surviving, to make sure that people know where they are and they go and spend their money in there. Yeah. And also, right now, you're looking for investors. What are you actually looking for? We are looking for smart money, as they say. We've had a fair bit of interest, but we do need, we would prefer an investor who has retail domain knowledge or at least location domain knowledge. A lot of what we're going forward with is uh, a lot of uh, more machine learning, AI, and location-based technology. So it would be fantastic to have an investor with at least um, some other the portfolio companies in that sort of um, industry. But, um, yeah, what we're looking for is money, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's an investor who's, um, you know, actually just wants to be a partner in the company, may not particularly want to get heavily involved and just wants to see a nice return on their money, then, you know, um, we're open to suggestions for sure. Uh, It's not appropriate, I don't think, over in Ireland, but we we have just been awarded the SCIS approval. So that's good news for investors. That means any investor who um, is UK-based and invest up to 150000 within our company, they will actually get that um, as tax relief. So that's quite a big bonus for private investors particularly. So we're quite happy to have received that recently. That's good. That means that basically you're probably able to get more money into you girls now in the company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the next stages, we've done really well. We made the conscious decision to bootstrap and just use our own money to this stage. Because, as I said, we had got um, offered investment, especially from uh, the Middle East when we, we first started. But we thought we really wanted to test the product, get traction and get to a stage. And we just didn't really want to give away 50% of the company for not very much. But now we're a lot further on. We're happy to take investor meetings and to talk to people. But you know, essentially, we are we are a, we will be a fashion it was fashion well we are a fashion retail focused company, but it is a software. So to get it to be the stage that we want it to be and the team that we need, we do need to start taking on investment. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess in a year's time, you want to be seen as a name like Google or, or basically have you Googled Happy Shop Best. Shopist. Oh, that's yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Shopist it. <laughs> just shopist it. Wherever yeah. you go in the world, just shopist it. So, yeah. yeah. We do. And at the moment, the way our strategy is for rolling out the product, it is quite time and labor intensive in the different stores because we have photographers go around taking pictures. It has to be, you know, it's fashion. It has to look a certain way. The great thing is going forward, that would 
um, our rollout would be a lot more rapidly expandable. So if you think probably about Yelp and how they started core, say, in Chicago, then by the time they've got to the small cities, people more or less claim their own stores and make it look very good. Yeah. That's sort of the strategy that we're going for, but highly more edited and created because it is in the fashion retail sector. And I guess in the future, when you develop a new, new versions of your app, you're going to have a, a, a bit like, like Google Street View, where you can actually walk around the store and see what's in it. We actually have something else which we can't discuss now, but we have an exciting product that's coming forward that is, I would say, better than Google Street View, but we can talk about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of very similar to that, in that, that kind of idea, that you can walk around and see what you're looking at. Yeah, as we said before, it's all part of it. Anything that we know and uh, we speak with the stores about and what the users are looking for to enhance that user experience, that's what it's all about. That's going to be the core of Shoppist. Yeah, because I guess if the user likes what they're seeing, they're going to use you again and again. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You've got to make the app sticky, um, which is a little bit chicken in the egg situation. We've, we've been 14 months in development. Uh, we've only launched recently, as you're aware. So that, um, you know, there's things that need to come on board, the things we need to test, but you're, you're quite right. It's make sure that the app's sticky, that people come onto it. But this is all very much chicken in the egg, you know, more users, more stores, um, more features. Um, that will take a little bit more time, but we're getting there.
Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's always a bit tricky to begin with when it's a two-sided business proposition. You know, we need the stores and we need the users at the same time. But thankfully, to begin with, the stores have been very uh, receptive very eager to work with us and the brands which we were quite surprised about and uh, a lot of the event hosts who are having any of the events or the pop-ups or anything happening in London they reach out to us send us press release and invitations to the previews and as we've said we've not done any marketing really so we're quite thrilled at that because earlier in the year I met a I met Yvonne in Dublin Summit, and she was start telling me about what what she, she was the apple was and what you guys were doing and I was kind of thinking, why has no one else done that before? It was It's so obvious. Well, you know, quite surprisingly, when we have spoke to a few people, they say, oh, yeah, but that already exists. And we say, okay, who? And they say, well, it must exist. It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has to exist. I'm like, well, you'd think, because I, I don't know how big, is it Treadwell? Treatwell? Sorry, Treatwell. Yeah. Or the beauty one. The beauty yeah. one where you can search. I'm not saying you use it, Rona, but no. you can search around and find, you know, manicurists and everything around you and get the ratings and all that. It's kind of a default now, the same with Deliveroo and um, Just Eat or Hungry House. I don't think people Google Chinese takeaway anymore. They just use one of the apps. And that's what we want when it comes to fashion retail. We don't, if somebody's looking for jeans, we don't want them to Google them. We want them just to go on shopping and find the jeans around. Because it was a one click way away from everything. People don't have to search and search and search. Um, Because a lot of the information is not even on there, believe it or not. But um, yeah, you're quite right, Ronan, when you say eventually, you know, shop is it for all things fashion. Because I'm looking right right now. Yeah, right now at the moment. The biggest uh, hotel chain in the world is Airbnb. The biggest taxi firm is Uber. And in yeah. the long term, biggest, uh, uh, the biggest retail unit for clothes could be, could be you guys. Yeah, well, that's our plan. Yeah. Definitely. So it's great to have the support of the stores. Um, so I hope uh, maybe at the end of this we'll be able to tell the stores and also users how to download. And, um, but certainly it's an ex- it would be an exciting journey for investors. Yeah, you know, of course, uh, going forward, as Sarah said, we bootstrapped to this stage. We're going forward. Um, you know, obviously, we want to bring on more features and get some traction. We do need to do some marketing. So investment's pretty key as well within the next few months going forward to get investors on board as well. And going forward, because we are going further into, you know, especially machine learning and AI, which... We do need to expand our team with more of those core competences, so we do need to take more people on. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, we've got three Python developers at the moment, and we need to expand on that. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that you will do, and once you've got the investment on board, I'm sure I'll see you one day in Marie Claire or Elle magazine. I would in there for you, for you, uh, for the company. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, thanks very much for that chat, girls, and uh, good luck in the future. And I hope to see you girls again in Ireland, and hopefully things take okay. off in Dubai, New York, and elsewhere. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank no, you. No problem. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks.